This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. There are so many natural wonders to see and explore, and not just in other states. There are many right here in Illinois. But not everyone gets a chance to be outdoorsy in this country. Almost 70% of visitors to national parks are white, and black people are the most underrepresented group to visit these spaces. But one Chicago couple is aiming to change that. They chronicle their hikes, camping trips, and their travels on their popular TikTok account, Black People Outside, and they also host meetup events. Siobhan Lanier and Cameron Stanton are the founders of that account, and they join us now in studio. Welcome back. Thank you for having us. How are you doing? Good to see you. Good to meet you in person for the first time. Nice to meet you as well. I'm curious, off the bat, what do you love about being outside? Does it affect your mood and your mental state when you're outside? Very much so. So I love the calmness of it. So you have a lot of times, I, you know, I'm an only child, so I spent a lot of time, like, you know, using imagination, quote unquote, to like, mm-hmm. or just dealing with your own thoughts. I think it's a good way to clear your mind, to, to find solace, and then to kind of get outside of your comfort zone as well. And I think that plays a big role into people's, like, state of mind. Mm-hmm, for sure. I think we all know at this point what I alluded to at the top there, that the, the great outdoor adventures of, of backpacking and camping, it's a white dominated space. Very much so. One of the things I love about you two is that you're really claiming the space. Like We're, we're black and we're out here. Yeah. We're thriving in nature. Yeah, that's literally how we started with the name. We were like, what are we going to name it as a joke? And I'm like, we black and we be outside. So let's just call it black people outside. It was very easy. I love that. Nice and easy. What are you hearing from your social media followers, for instance, about the effect that you two have had on them and this account? They love it, to be really honest with you. Uh, We've seen it just with us throwing our community hikes since back end of last year, since around October-ish. We've held at least five or six hikes in different fashions, free ones. Uh, People have asked us to uh, showcase and help do team building through their companies. Mm -hmm. But um, just we rarely see continuous faces. But we always get a new crop of folks that just like, I didn't even know this existed. You guys are helping me like discover parts of myself that I didn't even know about. Mm. It's, It's just it's watching them blossom. Similar to what Chevy yeah. did for myself, to be honest with you. So, like, I'm a traditional Chicago South Sider. The grass out front is about all I know about nature. <laughs> and I don't even know if I'm supposed to mow that every weekend. <laughs> but, like, uh, being able to go out and explore, it kind of opened up my mind and, like, yeah. just made me look at things differently. Well, something you said there struck me because you, you talked about this this growing group of people hearing about you guys coming out and joining these meetups and these hikes. But you said that we're not seeing continuous faces right so some of these people aren't coming back so I wonder if like some people still are uncomfortable yeah with they, this yeah. With, with claiming this space mm-hmm. so like it's, it takes some time I think yeah I agree like some people do come back and then some people we a lot of people who want to come back they always come in our DMs like man I didn't get to sign up quick enough the spots are all gone and so we do understand that there is a need there for uh people to take people outside because okay. every time we come somebody's always like you know I'm only doing this because I'm with you I would never do this by myself mm. and so there there's just an element of fear that goes along with it. It's kind of like... And also like, an element of trust mm-hmm. to be able to do this with mm-hmm. you two. Correct. Yeah. It's kind of like people be like, black people don't know how to swim because that's like kind of really rooted in racism. Yeah. And so it's kind of the same thing with the outdoors. Like we literally escaped and used the outdoors as like an escape and it was very traumatic for us. And so we really want to get back out there and reclaim our space and do it in a positive way so we can kind of have our lineage kind of change our our view on the outdoors yeah. over time so we can see more people like us out on the trails. Yeah, I mean, and, and to that point, beautiful spaces, we know that they're usually remote, right? That's that's part of the appeal. 
that also means that you you travel there and then you're away from people that you know, right? The the codes and the ways of behaving, they might be different. Um, and then that can also lead to a perceived lack of safety mm-hmm. when you're outside, too. There's also, to your point, Chevy, a history of racial violence that's happening in outdoor spaces and remote mm-hmm. areas. So I wonder how you deal with that. Like, And what do you recommend to other black people listening to us right now who are concerned about that very thing? To be very honest, just off of our personal experience, we actually have not had any real issues in our own times. You mean safety issues? It, none at all. People haven't come at us any kind of, you know, cross. I don't know if it's that Chicago energy we give off, but they don't play us in that form of fashion. That's a lot good of pe- to hear. I know. <laughs> a lot of people are accommodating it. Even if you have questions, uh, people are very helpful. Mm-hmm. And then more times than not, a lot of people are friendly. Like you're yep. a lot of times you're you're you know, you're in the middle of a challenge when you're going through hiking or camping, you get a lot of motivation from those around you. Mm-hmm. So it's actually a good thing and it's it really warms our hearts when we see people that look like us out on these trails. Like it, we give, we feed off of each other, and it it, it builds that community, and mm-hmm. it can help change that narrative. Like we need more black, you know, Anthony Bourdons. We need Bourdain. we need Bourdain. Mm-hmm. There we go. Yeah. Like we need more black explorers. I always tell people just like the more you do it and the more you get out, it erases the element of fear that we have. Yeah. And so when we go outside, we try to encourage people like we're doing it and it's also our first time. So like maybe mm. you can try to do it too. I love that. Yeah. yeah. We're still very much in the beginning stage of our travels. Like yeah. we're just now starting to get we're still trying a lot of things for the very first time. Really? So like yeah, we're yeah. yeah. I mean I first talked to you on reset I think two years ago. When you really just started. That might have been three weeks in. Like, wow. like, like that was like so but early. But it also shows it. you how much there is out there, Cameron, yeah. to exactly. your point, to explore. Exactly. Right? And that's interesting how you kind of talk about the growth that you have. Like that was two years ago. We didn't have a tent. We didn't have um, we didn't have anything to camp with. And now mm. we have like double everything. And now we're able to help the community yeah. and let people like loan, loan our stuff out to people and just because we're here for the people. You don't have money, you don't have hiking boots like we got you. Yeah. So help us make this connection. Then how does building a relationship to the outdoors fit into the spirit of Juneteenth? Because that's what we're celebrating today. Yeah. With Juneteenth being today um, and us having social media, I think that social media is super powerful. And now we get to tell our story now more than ever. And we get to control that narrative and we can change anything and show anything that we want and be able to control it and tell our story. Yeah. And so that's why I feel like it's super important for Juneteenth and people of color to just really be seen in this environment when we haven't really been seen in it before, even though we've been there and we've been outside. Absolutely. Do you have a favorite place that you've traveled to? You know what? Somewhere recently we've been. Uh, Shawnee National Forest down in southern Illinois. I'm not going to lie. We just recently did a camping trip down there. We visited uh, Little Grand Canyon, Garden of the Gods. You hear those names? Come on now. No. You want to see those places. I want to know where they are. I want to explore. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah. And that's why we have our page. So people who don't have a lot of money and can't access like a plane ticket or a national park, we have these places here to explore, and they're super accessible. And you can just go to our page. And you can look up day trips. You can look at shy trails. You can look up um, weekend getaways. Yes, yeah. you keep in mind that not everyone 
uh, can travel far, right? And right. you've you've put together this list of destinations that are within just a five hour radius of of Chicago. Yeah, we, so, we have destinations you can just take the bus to. too. Yeah, so like all give us a quick list here. Where do you recommend folks check out? So if we want to talk about like CTA accessible places, um, I keep a list on my phone, and I start with the Chichi Pinqua Woods, the Peggy Nodebar Nature Museum, Butterfly Haven, mm-hmm. Jackson Park Garden of the Phoenix, Garfield Park and Conservatory, all of Chicago parks. But my favorite happens to be the Humboldt Park, mm-hmm. um, Chicago River Nature Preserve Trail, parts of the North Branch Trail. You can walk from Chicago or bike from Chicago to Skokie. Mm-hmm. We got the Dan Ryan Woods on the south side, Thatcher Lincoln Woods. Park Conservatory, and Thatcher Woods. Listen all of these list. places are CTA Halo's accessible. Hills, all of these, yeah. Yeah, you can take the bus to these. But if you want to talk about other places where you don't need, where like we can't necessarily take the bus to, we got like Shawnee National Forest. We got Indiana Dunes Nats, mm-hmm. uh, National Park. We have... Uh, Warren Dunes. We'll see uh, Nature Preserve going towards a little bit further out of here. Chicago Uh, Botanic Gardens. Chicago Botanic, more in Arboretum. Mm-hmm. Like it's plenty of locations. Um, and then we got uh, Palos Yellow Loop Trail. Um, we got the Sag Valley Yellow Trail. We got the Cowles Bog Trail at Indiana Dunes. And just so many more. So, And we keep a collection of all of the hikes that we do on our uh, social media page. We On on TikTok, it's called Hiking Suggestions or Perfect. Shy Hiking Suggestions. And, yeah. and then on Instagram, it's just called Shy, shy um, Trails. Chicago trails. Okay. And those are like the close ones. And then we have like day trips from Chicago as well. And then we also have like weekend getaways. We use our highlights to just yeah. kind of organize our page to show people where to go because we really want to be like the source of information. I love that. Yes. And Cam, remind us of your handle on social media. Where can folks find you? Uh, at BLK People Outside. Black People Outside. You can find us. And uh, I know that sounds like a lot of information of us trying to tell you where to go. We have actual community hikes. If you want to come out with us, we can guide you through it. Just stay tuned to our channel and, you know, come out and support. Yes, we're here to get y'all outside free of charge. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. That is Siobhan Lanier and Cameron Stanton of Black People Outside. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Walking can also be a way to build community and an appreciation for your neighborhood. That's what Yvonne Welbin is trying to do in the area that she lives in. Through her nonprofit Sisters in Cinema, she brings together black girls, women, and gender nonconforming people to take a mile and a half walk through the city's South Shore neighborhood. The program has returned for the summer, and she joins us now to tell us more. Welcome, Yvonne. Hello. Happy to be here. So walking in community with other black women, black girls, gender nonconforming people, that sounds so powerful to me. Where did you get this idea from? Well, it was interesting. We were actually invited to uh, submit a grant to the city of Chicago for a violence interruption program. It needed to be outdoors and active during high uh, times of violence, which are Thursday through Sunday. Mm -hmm. And we were thinking about what to do. And since we're planning to open a media arts center in South Shore, we thought, let's walk. Let's walk 75th Street. Let's get to know our neighbors and introduce them to Sisters in Cinema and maybe uh, stop by and see the construction as it's going on so they can learn about what's coming to the community and be part of it. We started off with working with the fitness creative, uh, Zeobia Rivers, and she'll be coming back. um, She's back this year Mm -hmm. with our program. And it started off with just like stretches and a lot of affirmations, actually, um, to think about ourselves and our community. As we, lock, as we walked along the route, um, 
we learned a lot about South Shore history, South Shore culture, um, and people were able to commune and connect with their neighbors. So it was a really powerful experience. It's really important for people to be out on the street. Uh, and currently, 75th Street is very desolate. Uh, you see very few walkers. You see very few people outside. And so we decided to populate the street, to walk along it, to think about um, what it once was and what it could be. Where in the neighborhood do you walk? Exactly. Do you walk on sidewalks or, or through parks? Well, we actually start at Rosenblum Park, which is where we do our, you know, the, the movement session where we're getting ready to walk and also where we do our cool down. So we walk in a kind of in a circle. We start along the 75th Street corridor. And actually, uh, this year, we've decided to take a little detour and go to 74th Street and stop by Michelle Obama's uh, childhood home as our first stop on the walk. Um, so we're doing a little detour. We yeah. actually also see uh, the elementary school that Michelle, so we're going to walk to school just like Michelle did um, okay. on this walk. And then we continue along the 75th Street corridor, which is where the future home of the Sisters in Cinema Media Arts Center is. Um, and we, like I said, we, we learn a lot about the cultural history of South Shore and even our activist history. Uh, and then we end up going down the beautiful, lush, residential uh, street of 76th Street. Mm -hmm. South Shore is known for its architecture. We have a whole bungalow district. And we get to see some of the beauty of South Shore as we um, return to Rosenblum Park. Well, this, is, this is great. Give us some more of that, uh, the sense of the conversations that you're having there and the history that you're sharing about South Shore. Obviously, the South Shore Cultural Center and the activism that took place to uh, make that a park district uh, center instead of it being torn down. Um, and then also just knowing that uh, that 75th Street corridor was once a real cultural hub. Um, there were galleries uh, and just all kinds of things along that street. And so we, we know, Yvonne, that there are safety concerns when it comes to going out for walks, right? You know, I know... When I was a young girl, I heard very often, you know, be careful when you're walking through a park or be careful when you're walking alone at night. Does that come up at all when you're out with these folks? Yeah, that is uh, a really key thing. We need people to be outside. Out, being outdoors actually reduces violence. So um, in this case, we're walking in a, in a large group. Mm -hmm. um, in the mornings. Well, actually, in the mornings. Um, and... Uh, it's interesting, most people were saying on the walk when we've done it in the past, that it has encouraged them to go out more. So if we do come out for a walk with you, I mean, where exactly can folks find you? Well, um, we meet at 10 a.m. at Rosenblum Park. Well, are you wearing Sister Outsider t-shirts? No, but we do have Sister in Cinema baseball caps. Oh, lovely. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so we'll you find you. Be able to you'll be able to find us. Um, and you can also register online at our website at sistersincinema.com. So, and I want to say the walk is open to everyone, even though Sisters in Cinema primarily serves Black women and gender nonconforming media makers. Um, the walk is open to the community. So everybody can come. Everyone's invited. And we hope to see everyone at at our next walk. I know that your group just uh, organized a walk this past weekend. You were marking mm -hmm. Juneteenth. Give us a, a picture here. What, what's next for Sister Outsider? Well, we have a couple more walks coming up. Uh, there'll be a walk on July 15th 
and another walk on August 19th. And then going into 2024, we actually built, we received a grant from the city of Chicago, the Department of Cultural Affairs, and we're actually building out uh, more extensive walks in South Shore. One will focus on South Shore's gay and lesbian history. We have one of the oldest uh, gay and lesbian bars in the country in, um, in South Shore. And with the grant we got from the city, we're going to be building an app. So people will wow. be able to, yeah, they'll be That's able cool. to um, take the tour virtually or actually just go on a walk on their own. That's Yvonne Welbin, founder and CEO of Sisters in Cinema, a local organization that started the Sister Outsider Walking Program. Thanks, Yvonne. Thank you so much. All right, coming up on Reset, if you want to add reading to your Juneteenth celebration, we check in with a librarian for some recommendations. That is up next. But first, over to Claire Lane for the headlines.